Welcome to the Apple at Work podcast. My name is Bradley Chambers. I am your host again this week. Uh, this show is a show all about Apple and the intersection of how it really inter- intersects with business and IT. Uh, we cover everything from healthcare, education, um, I, you know, how IT and Apple integrate in with the world. So uh, this week we have a uh, frequent guest, Jason Detbarn from Adigy. Jason, happy 2023. How's it going? So just uh, just last week, uh, new new feature from Adigy, Adigy system updates, and and I think this is we're in this middle um, kind of middle ground of the life cycle of macOS. Uh, this you know macOS Ventura, obviously it's out, it's been out. Uh, the ninety days is up, so everybody has it in the enterprise. You have it available, um, but we're not quite to the point where we're thinking about what's next. So um, can you talk to us about you know what is system updates and what is you know what's the key what's the key uh, differentiator for IT? Yeah, and the, the the problems previously were just like you said in the life cycle of it, introduced usually in September, uh, the new OS. And while that obviously brings a lot of new features and capabilities and security uh, enhancements, it also adds a lot of bugs. Uh, and and so people usually hold off in ensuring that they've got a stable, uh, comfortable set of OSs that they can work with here and roll it out usually in Q1. Right after the end of the year, near the end of the year, most most organizations don't want to tackle that. That's usually the workflow we see most of our customers do. Fundamentally, above that, Apple had moved their system update capability that was always very robust through the command line to MDM, and that was a tumultuous period last year. Every vendor was uh, forced to move to that direction, but at the same time, it wasn't working very robustly at all. Um, Fast forward now, and it's working very well, and we've decided to make a completely new uh, UX workflow for this, where you can just turn key, allow uh, updates to get rolled out. You can maintain the right level that you want and not go beyond it, and really maintain enforcement. Because at the end of the day, security and stability, it's a foundation of making sure you, you have a patched environment. And Apple continues to move their active patching to just the latest OS. It's, it's just slowly getting to that point where they're not patching almost any other OS um, and they're staying to the, the, so you have to stay close enough to the bleeding edge, but not enough that affects your, your uh, team's productivity. Yeah. Ventura has been a fun one. It was relatively, it seemed for most organizations, a successful upgrade. But then there are, there was a lot of little quirks. It's, you know, just from talking to different people, just like, especially on the developer side, like various tools that they use. Um, And so I think that the key for organizations now and going forward is, like you said, getting right up to that bleeding edge um, to where, you know, you can't stay generations behind. You, you can you can say a little bit behind, uh, but you've just got to get on there. And But I really think what's really helping this process is app developers seem to be much more kind of on the ball about getting their apps updated for the latest version of macOS, particularly on the business side, because they know that businesses cannot hold off their fleet upgrades for more than 90 days. So they've really, once it releases, it, it's really no, you've got a 90 day window, like you've got to work or you're going to lose customers. Um, and so I think it's, that's, it's, it's, everybody's kind of running in the same direction here. And so, you know, these tools are helpful because they allow it to kind of say, okay, this is kind of maximum we want to be on everything else under that's approved and, and get on it. And that's um, good. So I think those, like those tools are great. Um, it, you know, and I like, I like some of the features that, you know, how you all have those default times you can use. Gosh, doing updates is never convenient for anybody. Uh, but thankfully, every 
feels like the past couple of years, updates are getting faster. Uh, and so it's not like you have to, I used to have to tell people like, hey, just leave it and run overnight. And now it's more like leave it and go walk your dog and come back and it'll be done. Yeah, agreed. And Apple's doing a great job of you know pushing out security updates. Their new rapid security uh, patching is, is, is pretty awesome to see as well. So we want to be able to make sure that we keep those devices as secure as possible. Um, so this just keeps it easy and the admin doesn't have to think about it anymore. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, internet privacy and security, single sign-on, enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform, businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Yeah, the, the rapid uh, updates are are nice because I, that's where I feel like – that was the thing that you know, Chrome OS always had. It was like you know, it was kind of everything happened in the background. You would occasionally need to reboot. And I feel like Apple's update model is moving closer to Chrome's more so over over the years. I think that's a good thing for security because again, I don't I don't think most people like don't want to upgrade. They just don't want to take the time to upgrade. Uh, and I get it. Like, you know, that's not the, nobody will never there's never a good time to do a, a you know software update. Um so yeah. Um let's so get some uh, hot off the press news. This is the first time you talked about this publicly. Uh conditional access. Uh talk to me about what's going on there. Yeah, this is really important. Uh, a lot of organizations have built into their security practice to maintain Microsoft conditional access, um, especially on the Windows side of the house. And what you get if you try to do that for Mac is a set of about six very rudimentary uh, controls on the Apple side, on the Mac side, um, to maintain conditional access. And so while that checked the box, it really didn't provide the level of security needed um, for people that wanted to, to deliver that across their portfolio, Windows and, and Apple. So we worked very closely with Microsoft the last year. And um, first one's in their new compliance engine that allows us to have seamless control, real-time compliance management of the, those devices, remediation of those uh, compliance controls. And if it fails to be under compliance, then it uh, all the services and uh, access gets shut off. So it, it maintains that full set of conditional access controls and does it at a real-time basis where th- there's been other ways it was done in the past. It was uh, clunky or it, it, it just plain didn't work in, during eight-hour segments. Um, so we've just spent a lot of time to make this a really tight, solid integration. What do you think the impact, you know, as this um – your customers kind of get the get get this rolled out and have this capability. What do you think the use case is going to be like? You know, is it is it you know is it time improvement? Is it, is it better data? How do you think customers are going to or feel the impact of this? All right, so this is where I, I step a little into my um, theoretical side of things because I still think we're in the version one security compliance and conditional access realm, which is a little disruptive for the end users and the organization, which is binary state. Device has to be in this compliance level. Otherwise, boom, you're either in or you're out. Um, there needs to be a level uh, a leveling of, of uh, security risk. 
that we're doing. So if you're logging in in a in a weird location or your login attempts seem to be not hitting a threshold where you trigger uh, a compliance problem, but you're clearly not <laughs> logging in robustly, you're in a weird location, et cetera, all these things start to mount as well as your device compliance on top of that. Now we're starting to get to a point where you're at a higher security risk. Maybe we want to add some controls uh, and have tighter controls what's going on, but still giving you levels of access. The other piece too, Apple did a great job of that we're not doing yet. It's only on iOS, but I foresee being able to have lockdown support for Mac. Lockdown support is great. It basically takes you to a safe mode status on the Mac and says, we're reducing your threat vector on your device by 95%. So you're in this sort of safe mode. You're still using the device. You're not locked out, but you have this higher level security um, state put on your on your device. So I, I see this all moving to that state where we we're not doing this on off kind of rough uh, mentality. It's really this this leveling of security risk assessment as we go. You know, if um, you know, there's like the OpenAI Chat GPT three and coming in. This was just this week. It, you know, was announced it was coming into Microsoft Teams. You wonder, and I, and I say this, I, I was I started this conversation thinking I was going to almost make a joke about how this will probably have a deep AI, but it actually probably will. Now that I think about it, like because it is like you said, it's not just about the on off. It's like it's like a uh, it's like a level. You know, it's it's a scale, and it, there probably is some AI integration here that could be. Um, it could be useful for how the, you know, how policies are, you know, kind of managed there. So that'll be, that'll be good. Again, you know, you and I talking before the show, this is the more that, that Apple devices can fit within a broader IT ecosystem. That's a win for Apple because it makes it easier to deploy their devices. That's also a win for customers. You know, I've said multiple times to people on this show, like, uh, customers just need things to talk together. Um, and the more you can bridge, you know, like so we, we think of it as like bridging companies, but it's like it really it's really bridging technology together, and that's actually where you get this like massive scalability of of management. Uh, you know, again, security just is improved as well. Um, so uh, another new feature that uh, Adigy uh, has on the docket is uh, some Google Microsoft Policy Attributes integration. Um, what uh, what's what's going on there? Yeah, and and to kind of bring it home to what you just said was that ability for us to. I, I always believe Apple was always the redheaded stepchild in organizations simply because it had this massively different workflow than the rest of the organization uh, worked on. So the fact that you can now, with Adagy's, uh policy um, attributes uh, with Google and Microsoft, you pull it out of the plastic. It goes right to your company's log- branded login page with Azure, Google, Okta. And once you log in, if you're, that user logging in is part of the engineering group, whatever um, group attributes that they've got, then they, can auto- they automatically get assigned to that policy. Um, so now the admin doesn't have to manually assign that device uh, for, the, for the person or the policy that, that device is going to be under. It can be... Um, it can be placed right there. And then that, that way, as it's being moved, um, if they move it to another department, it automatically picks up that change as well, too. So, again, turnkey, just like we're used to in other areas of IT, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it, it's no different than, I mean, again, it start, it's kind of starts back to, like, everything happens at, like, the, the people system and everything filters down. Exactly. And it's like if someone – and, again, I mean, a larger organizations like people – People move groups often, and, and even it may be subgroups within a group, 
and maybe even temporarily for a six month window and they need access to different things. Instead of having all that be like a manual process, the more of that you can automate, the more it's like, again, it doesn't even have to know that's, that's, that's when, you know, you kind of reach like the enlightened stage of this is when like things happen and they just work and it like never knows. And not that things are hidden from it, but like the system is in place to just, just makes it happen. It's just the plumbing is there and the data just moves through it. Everything Um, we talk about within, within it, it's zero trust, everything else. It starts with that user. You know, it's just in the Apple MDM where it's all this device level stuff. What if the end user gets, you know, um, unfortunately, work, uh, uh, life cycle of that user, they're, they're gone out of the organization. Boom. Automatically, those workflows can lock the device and, uh, and, and you're good. You don't have to do that manually as we have to do currently on every other MDM in the world for Apple. Well, it's, it, it, I mean, I've been, you and I've luckily been there. It's like weird. Like someone says like, Hey, we're letting so-and-so go at noon today. Can you be ready to cut off their access? And like, that's a terrible, that's a terrible way to, to operate a model. It's like, should be just like, you know, when access in the HR system is flagged from this to this, it's a spindle effect and everything else just happens. And, right. you know, it goes into suspended mode, the device is locked and, you know, and after so many hours, the device wipes and the user's deleted, the data has moved to this, you know, transferred to the, to the manager. Like it, again, it's, it's, it's the automation to where I, it's not that IT um, doesn't want to do the work is that, you know, frankly, IT keeps getting added more and more work to them. And most organizations are not adding more people. They may be even cutting people. And these kinds of automations are how IT stays afloat. Scales. Yeah, absolutely. So a few months ago, um, you all announced an integration with, with Malwarebytes. And again, Malwarebytes is a just a great program. And, and and I always recommend it even on a personal basis. Like I always tell people like, Hey, if you're going to, you know, back to your parents' house for Thanksgiving or Christmas and life, and they're not tech savvy, just stick malware bytes on there and run it. And even just uninstall, like install the free version, run it just to double check and then uninstall it. You, you know, they kind of make it easy to do that. Um, and, but you know, on the, on the enterprise, even though the Mac is still very secure um, from a compliance standpoint, you, you can't just hope it's secure and hope that someone has not installed something, a, a rogue Chrome extension or, you know, a rogue app. Um, and, and so you, you all announced an integration with Malwarebytes where like, you know, customers yours could deploy Malwarebytes. You all handle the billing, the licensing and all that. Uh, it's just kind of right in there in the portal. How has that deployment gone? It's amazing. We're the fastest growing Malwarebytes partner period. Um, and we chose them specifically because you look at the rest of the AV space, most of them really pay little security research attention to Apple. Very little, if any. We don't know behind the curtains, but we know the ones that do employ the Apple research. Malwarebytes definitely leads that that in the market. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure if we're going to attach ourselves with a brand and a company that's going to do security work, it's going to be the right one. Um, so this makes it a seamless deployment with all the privacy preferences needed and, and scanning and configuration. And then we have dashboarding capabilities for, for monitoring those uh, environments too. So it makes it really easy and seamless to roll out and manage across the portfolio. You and I were talking before the show, and, and I've been thinking about this for a while, about like what is – Apple Business Essentials role here in the market, and um, you know it's been out. I mean, what did it, what did they announce it? Gosh, it was. I guess they announced it over a year ago. Maybe it's been out of beta half a year. I, it all runs together the, the days too. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm glad Apple launched the service. Like it's it's a good service. But I think 
And then had it came out 10 years ago, I would have said it's a direct competitor to everybody else on the market. But I think what we've seen um, is is if you look at like a Thanksgiving dinner here in the U.S., you know, turkey dressing, stuffing, um, potato salads, dessert, all the things, sweet tea. Um, you and I are both from the South, so it's got to have sweet tea. Um, you need all those things to have a Thanksgiving dinner. The turkey is very important. And, and if we're talking about like device management world, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in how companies manage and secure devices, the, the turkey is the device management. And that's what Apple Business Essentials does. It does it fine. Um, but that you can't just – you don't want to just go have turkey. You want to go have Thanksgiving dinner, and you need all the things. And, and that's really what uh, – in some ways, Apple Business Essentials is saying, like, if you just want turkey, we sell the turkey. But, like, if you need everything, there are other partners for that. And that's really – you know, I've really been trying to wrestle of, like, okay, where does – like, obviously, these other – you know, you know, Adagy, the Jamps, the Muzzles, all these companies, like, make great products, and they and they have things that – customers need because what's happened is Apple's become much more entrenched in the enterprise is like device management just isn't enough. Like you need all these other things to make it work from a compliance standpoint, regulation standpoint, automation standpoint. It's not just about managing the device. It's about you know, everything we've talked about in, in this episode, every thing that you know, all the other MD and MDM vendors offer, um, you've got to do more. Um, and, I, and I think that's like, it's really good for Apple to say like, hey, this is almost like a reference point. And then again, I'm sure there are small businesses out there uh, who are loving Apple Business Essential. It's, and it's really the enemy of the competitor to Apple and, and their MDM is nothing. And where, where if you, you know, or maybe you graduate up from Apple Business Essentials to, you know, if your Apple fleet is five people in your organization and your golf. So going to 50, you realize, okay, we need a more well thought out tool that offers more. Um, so yeah, does that analogy work for you? Like in thinking yeah. of device management is the Turkey. Absolutely. And I think the, the only challenge is, is in your analogy, you can't, you can't change Thanksgiving dinners. So the, you get, to, you, you can get a little stuck in your MDM depending on how much you, it, it, it's not trivial to move it. Although we've got migration tools to help people very easily move over. And since it does just lightweight configuration, it is less of a lift to move over, but you're going to inevitably, because that's the only exclusive MDM you can use, you got to determine, is that going to deliver all my needs for me? And as the market continues to grow, a technology partner that's going to continue to deliver those needs. Like back to what we talked about today, if you look at that, where now I pull it out of the plastic, it's not just pushing some configurations. I've got full on, I log in with my IDP, Microsoft, Azure, Google, um, and then uh, I, I, I get all the things I need, including Malwarebytes security, plus my security compliance management with Microsoft Intune conditional access. That's all happening, zero touch out of the box, along with all the system updates. That's the coup de gras that we need to layer the cake with. But that base layer that you need, it's there, but you, you need a provider that's going to provide all the layers needed for now and in the future, for sure. One thing too I, I've been thinking about is like the role of people and like, you know, and again, can Apple help you deploy Macs in your organization? Uh, yes, they have, you know, technical cell, they have engineers that can help that. But where they don't excel is on when you need to integrate your Mac into 10 other services. And that's not really, not that Apple can't do that, but like they're not set up as a company to help you 
with those deep integration, having that like customer success, the the people that are like coming alongside you saying, hey, you've got these systems. We're like, you bought your Macs. That's great. We've got uh, the tools and the expertise and the time to help you integrate in it. And so it really just comes down to not even a technology solution, but other device management vendors like have the staffing and the and the expertise and really like the the know-how to say hey we're going to come alongside you figure out all these apis figure out the way to make your mac successful mac deployment successful we're not just getting it in the hands of the user and getting them you know up and running but like making sure everything's automated and everything's secure and everything just flows as we've been talking about agreed agreed and that's that's the that's the way we get more scale and uh ability for the admins to be able to do more things without having to constantly work on the tools, let the tools work for you. Well, and especially for uh, IT professionals who maybe are more like kind of from the PC world, like it's like, Hey, like I, I've always been a Microsoft admin. I know this, um, we're doing Macs now and Macs are great. I'm excited about these tools. I'm, you you know, they seem easy, but like, what are the, you need that brain power of like a, uh, a customer success person, a sales engineer, a professional service technician from your device management vendor, just to make sure that you're not walking into landmines that you're going to have to walk, you know, fix later. That's never, you know, fixing things that are wrong with deployment are never fun. And uh, it's, it's really just so much easier to get it done on the front end and get it done, you know, up front. Uh, but that's just, again, I think it's just something that um, I've, I've really been thinking about the role of Apple Business Essentials. I'm super glad it exists, um, but it, it's really um, organizations that like need that deep integration are just going to need a different kind of partner. Uh, exactly. You know, it's no different than like sometimes you need a car, sometimes you need a truck, sometimes you need a motorcycle. Just the right tools for the right problem to solve. Agreed, agreed. But we're happy they're doing it. We're, they're, they're fixing a lot of bugs in the protocol, which was amazing. Um, yeah, so that's why it's when you dog food your. Yeah, well, that's that's a great. You mentioned that because they are dog fooding their own product at this point, um, and so the APIs uh, are getting a lot better and a lot faster. And again. I always tell people like Apple's number one goal uh, is very simple in the enterprise. They want to sell Macs, and secondary, they may they may want to sell uh, Apple Care. Like right. everything else is everything else is like a gr- little bit little bit on top. But they they want uh, if an organization uh, can buy a hundred thousand Macs, they don't care what MDM you use. Ultimately, they they're, they're so excited about that. But again, everybody has their business priorities, and I think that's important. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, cool stuff from Adigy to kick off twenty twenty three. Again, the system updates uh, just launched. Um, uh, last week. And I, I know this, some of this other things we talked about is not, is so fresh and new. Uh, you all haven't even publicly announced it, uh, on your website, uh, yet. So, uh, so if you're an Adagy customer, uh, you want to, uh, check in, uh, with your rep to see, you know, see how all those things are deployed and, uh, we'll have you on the show again real soon. Thanks again, Bradley. Appreciate it.